0: reading. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's within me. I, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My, sh- my soul shall make a boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. If you love the Lord, give him some great praise in the building. That was a praise if you have Christmas gifts above your tree. I'm talking about those that don't got Christmas <laughs> gifts and got the money, but you got Jesus. I'm talking about the one that put bread on your table and clothes on your back, kept you in your right mind, made your day, let you wake up, let you see another day. We ought to give God some praise in this place. Have I got a witness? Anybody in here glad about? here thankful about it? Anybody here glad that you're here today? Then bless the Lord on oh my soul and all oh, that's within me. Bless his, bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a word from the Lord. I, I am glad to be here. Uh, I count it always an honor. It's always an honor uh, to be with you all. You are a family. It, amen. I, when I come here, I'm like I'm at home, amen, 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 even down to the food, I even get food when I leave you know what's cool, It's <laughs> you know cool when you come to church and you can leave it here with a plate, amen somebody, amen, <laughs> thank you Jesus, amen, but uh, uh, I'm thankful for your pastor, you all have the best pastor, yeah. amen, the best pastor. The best pastor, and you all are celebrating. The brother made a mistake and said 104 years, but, you, but, it's, but it's a sister, somebody, a sister, a sister said 104 years, and it's really 109 years, but the number five is grace, so y'all gave her some grace. Good, you worked it out, amen. You just needed some grace, that's all. It's all good. 109 years, bless the Lord. Time flies when you're having fun. Amen somebody. Um there's her word. If you have your Bibles, please turn them to Matthew 22. Matthew 22. Matthew 22. You all are looking good and prosperous. Amen. 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 Choir still got his anointing. You ever been to some churches, the choir was good 10 years ago, but you came back? (laughs) They sound like a bunch of hungry birds chirping. (laughs) Yeah, not here at New Mission. Praise God for that. Matthew 22, verse 34, and stick your thumb there, go over to Matthew 28. Matthew 28, beginning at the 16th verse. Yes, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Matthew nobody 22, nobody reads like this. But when the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered themselves together. One of them, a lawyer, asked him a question testing him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all of your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor As yourself, on these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. Go over to Matthew 28. Matthew 28, verse 16. But the 11 disciples proceeded to Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had designated. When When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some were doubtful. Help me, Holy Ghost. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Uh, The best title that I could come up with from this text is New Mission. (laughs) New Mission. New Mission. And if I had a subtitle, I would call it The Real Five-Fold Ministry. Please pray with me for a moment, dear God, even now. In Jesus' name, name. amen. The real five-fold ministry. Church, I'm afraid that the church is slipping to a mode of complacency, comfortability, and casual commitment and does not know why she exists. And as a result, the church is operating in, in, in complacency, comfortability, and casual commitment. Um, she has somehow lost her savor. Um, the salt no longer has uh, this, the strength that it has. Her light can't be seen anymore. Her, 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 her position is no longer on a hill that, that cannot be hidden. It, 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 if the local church continues operating in a state of complacency, comfortability, and casual commitment, uh, she will continue to breed and harbor misconceptions about the church. Because when we have misconceptions about the church, then our witness is flawed. Misconceptions. What do you mean, preacher? There's some ignorant stuff that we think of in the church. Amen. Can I? Just be real, we, I mean, we ain't all the way, you know, sometimes we just think ignorantly. And and I say we, I didn't say y'all or them or, you know, I said us, right? Sometimes we, there's some erroneous conceptions about the church, uh, uh, like such as your church membership saves you. Your church membership does not save you. You can be here all the time and still not be saved. Amen, somebody. See, half of the problem in our church is that we've been saved, but many of us have not been converted. See, it's one thing to be saved. It's another thing to be converted. It's it's, it's one thing to be justified, but it's another thing to be sanctified. it's, It's one thing to have God say, I forgive you. It's another thing to walk in forgiveness. Amen somebody. I, I wish I had a witness. And so when we do this, when we're not converted, we have ignorant misconceptions about the church. And uh, what about this one? God will only save people from a particular church. You ever heard that before? Y'all got a whole, there's, there's, a, there's a whole movement out there talking about only 144,000 going, going to heaven. They they never, they never go on and say, but he said, but I saw a number that no man can number. I wish I had a witness. <laughs> uh, uh, some people say things like uh, uh, assessing God's presence is only possible at church and nowhere else. We, we, we say uh, 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 every saved person must speak in tongue to show the evidence, the evidence. You ever met people like that? Show the evidence, the evidence of, of you have to speak in tongues to show the evidence. And some of y'all didn't fail for it, so now you look at your pastor like this, cock-eyed. Because you was at work and you heard somebody talking about some stuff that they really don't know what they're talking about. And so that's why it's important to have good doctrine and good good. Theology. Theology, how I see God, how I understand God. You have to have good theology, because if you don't have good the theology, then you're going to fall to these misconceptions. Some of us have, are obsessed with titles that, that don't exist in the church today like apostle. There are no apostles. Amen, somebody. Amen, Like If don't nobody else agree with me, I came to preach today. There are no apostles. I don't care if you got a cousin out there saying an apostle, go on and greet them and love on them, but there ain't no apostles nowhere. You don't even need to argue with them about it because if they read the Scripture long enough, they'll finally learn that there ain't no apostles. No, I wish I had a witness. There are no apostles, there are no, and so we've gotten caught up in, in, in Ephesians 4, where he says he gave some prophets and some evangelists and some uh, preachers and some teachers. And uh, have I got a witness in here? And, 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 and so they have come up with this idea uh, of that being the fivefold ministry. That you, if, if you have these people, you have what you call a five-fold ministry. These titles are not titles to make you feel good or puffed up about yourself. These titles are what the church was built upon. Yes. Amen. For the equipping, for the edifying, for the, for the work of the church. Yes. Hey, have I got to witness somebody? Yes. And so the local church, so some of us look at the local church as if it's, as it's, as if it's an agency. Uh, 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 that, 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 that all we have to do is, is, is hire people in certain positions. And if we hire them in certain positions, then all we can do is sit back and do what we're supposed to do and make sure we come to the business meeting and make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do, the ones that we hire to do. Preach Harris. Come on, somebody. And so now no responsibility is on us, the church. All the responsibility is just on those who are getting hired and getting the check. But will ministry, you're not hirelings, amen, but the laborer is worthy of their hire. And so if you're getting blessed spiritually, you ought to be blessing them materially. Amen somebody. A- amen somebody. And so. And so, and so, so, so we, we think if we hire people, we don't have to do things. What, what about the church exists for the sole purpose of serving its members? Oh, a lot of us think that. Oh, yeah, a lot of us think that because, yeah, it's a whole lot of y'all, but, ain't, but, 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 but when it's time to do ministry, it ain't a whole lot of y'all. Yeah, it's a whole lot of us now because it's the anniversary and chicken downstairs and crack aid downstairs. You do have the crack aid, don't you? Now, so you got it, you got it. The drink that tea, crack tea. You do have it? Do you have it? Praise Jesus. Isn't God good? Amen. What was I talking about? <laughs> and they come just for that very reason. But 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 the reality is, and I'm scared because some of us come to church only because we think the church is what assembles on Sunday morning. But you are not just the church on Sunday morning. We are the church at work. We are the church in our homes. We are the church in our neighborhoods. We're the church at Kroger's. We're the church at Aldi's. We're the church, We're the church at Community Action Agency. We're the church everywhere we go. Have I got a witness in here? The church is not a place where you go. The church is a person, Is who you are. And who we are is because of whose we are. Have I got a witness in here? And so I'm afraid, so I'm just saying, I'm just sharing with you my heart. I'm afraid um, that the church is slipping into a state of complacency, of comfortability and casual commitment that I only, uh, I commit sometimes, but sometimes I don't. I, I only commit when it's fair weather. When it's bad, I don't really commit. I, I'm mad at somebody, so I don't commit this time. But, but when I'm cool with being mad at that I'm, I'm gonna be committed again. I'm, I, I'm comfortable, amen. As long as we got a lot of people in here, that's good. No, it's about time to start building, amen, somebody. Hey Amen. you packed. <laughs> man, I mean, it's time to go to the next level. Don't just stop here, church. Yeah. But the good news is there is a new mission in town. There's a new mission that the Lord has laid on this house. And it's not really a new mission, but it's one that should be refreshed, revisited, and reworked and re-realized by the body of Christ as if it were new. So, it is a new mission. Is that all right to call it that? And so so please, if you don't mind, please join me in looking at these scriptures and seeing uh, what God has for our purpose. The mission is in five purposes. The mission is in what I call the five-fold ministry, amen. When you talk about the real five-fold ministry, it has nothing to do with the titles. It has to do with action, amen. amen. The church is only who they are by what they do, amen, somebody. Because if the church ain't doing nothing, And the, and the world ain't hearing nothing from you, then all we are, are just an organization. And if you're cool with that, it ain't fine with me, and it should not be fine with you. Amen. But so let's look at the text. The text teaches us today that when we look at Matthew 22, Matthew 22. Now, Jesus has already had his uh, triumphal entry into the city. Amen. He's in Jerusalem. He's on his way to be crucified. It's coming. Amen. Everybody's uh, hailing uh, King Jesus. Amen. And even the kings. The kings are getting mad because when they come in town, they're supposed to say it to them, but here, just Jesus, this old hillbilly-looking man, uh, a rough-looking man on this donkey coming in town, and they're praising God for him, praising him. Amen, somebody. And, and so he's coming in, and he finds himself at a point, some people say this is around Tuesday of that week, by which he gets these ignorant questions by people. Don't you, can, I can't stand ignorant people. <laughs> I, I mean, have you ever just met some ignorant people to try to get you tripped up on some stuff? I never forget, one time I had this brother, he was, we was in college, he was like, uh, uh, man, you know when, uh, uh, see, 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 he wasn't a believer. He said, when Jesus, you see, when Jesus uh, told that woman uh, who was caught in adultery, uh, he told everybody he was without sin, cast the first stone. Notice, he didn't cast the first stone either, and walked away. Because <laughs> he the Savior, fool, I mean, you know, I wanna tell them so bad. I mean, I tell them, I broke it down, I taught them more, you know. But the reality is, because let me tell you something, people will not understand the word of God if they're coming at it with a skeptical mind. Yeah. God said, I ain't gonna just gonna give myself over to you. You gotta want me for me to give me myself. And so, if you come with a humble heart and wanting to learn, you'll get it. But you, if you come just to try to trick up and find inconsistencies, then you will never get the full revelation that God has. And there's a lot of you under the sound of my voice, you just hear just because you hear, but you really don't really even the word for real because you don't read it. And, and so these people now—he's conf- he's, he's confronted with the Herodians, he's confronted with the Pharisees, and he's confronted with the, Pharise- with the Pharisees. So you got the F- Sadducees had asked him this one question, which was real ignorant. They were—they they, because the Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection, so they were sad, you see. And so uh, uh, you know. You know, and so they did not believe. You catch it when you. Know, and so they did not believe in the resurrection, and so they never, So all they believed was in the Pentateuch, amen. The first five books of Moses. That was their whole thing, and so they called themselves going to confront the Lord, and they and they, asked him, they said, now, now concerning the resurrection, they said Moses said that if a man dies, his brother is supposed to marry the wife. <laughs> well, we know somebody. We know somebody, is somebody, how y'all be calling off some of y'all be grabbing air? We know, we know somebody, we know somebody who has seven brothers, and he died, and the, and, and, and the, and the brother married him. And, and, then, and then that brother died, and so on, and all seven brothers had married her. So, Jesus, now, so what will happen? Who will marry her in the resurrection? Because it's so ridiculous, this whole resurrection thing. Who would marry her in the resurrection? Jesus looked at them and said, now, listen, let me tell you something. People are getting married in heaven. I can imagine his face look like that. I can say like his People don't get married in heaven. You. You, you, know, you know, we can't call nobody fools. We ain't allowed to call nobody no fool. But can't nobody say fool like a black person. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, am I right? For real? I'm, I'm a fool. I mean, it would flip that. I can imagine Jesus looking up and saying, fool, don't nobody get married in heaven. <laughs> and that's going to bless some of y'all because y'all don't like some of y'all who you married to. Never mind. The, the text. And so he says, he says, but he also then breaks it down and tells them, he says, let me tell you this too. Uh, uh, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Moses. It messed him up. But why did he say that? It seemed like it's so random. He's saying that because he said, I am, not I was. I am, I am, I am. Because I am, because they're going to be resurrected too. He said, I am, I'm still am. I am, never been was, I always been am. The text says he shut them down. Pharisees came on the scene. Pharisees believed they were, the carry, they were called the carriers of the law. So they were supposed to be the experts of, of the law. A brother by the name of Paul. You remember his name was Saul? He was part of the Pharisees. The Pharisees now came to him and said uh, to him, uh, what is the greatest commandment? Trying to trick him up with the law, right? The Lord said, you should love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. is that deep right there? What he's doing here is, is telling them that I'm giving you what you already know. He gives them what you call the Shema, which is out of the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6. In the Shema, it was the, it was the way of them reciting this to them sometimes twice a day because they had to know that the Lord was the only one to be worshipped. Let me go deeper. When you look at Deuteronomy, De, Deuteronomy, no, two, second law, if you will, because they had to give them, the Lord had to give them uh, through Moses the second the law again, the Ten Commandments again, uh, because their ancestors had screwed it up back in the wilderness some 40 years ago. And so now this new generation is on the scene and, and, and now Moses is getting them ready and prepared of how to really worship God when they get over to the new land. You do know that when God blesses you, he always gives us responsibility. God never will put a blessing on you without responsibility. Amen, somebody. And so he's telling them, so it go, will go well with you. The first thing you got to remember is you got to make sure that you love the Lord our God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. There's some variations, even in Luke, he said, with all your soul, heart, soul, strength, and mind. What it means is we have to love God with our very being. What is our purpose? What is the mission? The first thing is that we ought to exalt the Savior. That's worship. That's worship. Amen. He said, in other words, I need you to worship God with everything that you have. A- amen, somebody. We ought to worship Him with our whole being, our everything that we have. And so the Bible says, even in Matthew 4 and 10, he says, he says, he said, worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. Notice he says, worship first f- came before service. There's a whole lot of us serving, but but you ain't worshiping. Ain't nothing worse than to see somebody in leadership or say that they know Jesus at all, but don't want to worship him when it's time to worship. I wish I had a witness in here. Ain't nothing worse than when the choir is singing that people sit like bumps on a log, like God has not done nothing for you. God has done something for everybody in this room. And whether you come into church for your first time or you've been here for 89 years, the reality is our God is great and he's greatly to be praised. We ought to praise him all the time. We ought to praise him when I wake up. I praise him when I go to bed. I praise him at home. I praise him in my car. I don't even wait the church to praise him. I worship God everywhere I go. And worship ain't just singing, but worship is also how I live my life. Because God all throughout his Bible is trying to teach his people how to worship him. In other words, how to love him, how to be obedient to him. Because when I'm a a true worshiper of God, I'm going to be an obedient man of God. Have I got to witness somebody? So worshiping God is the church's first purpose. The first thing, the first mission that we do here at New Mission is that we exalt the Savior. I wish I had a witness that we lift him up, that we celebrate him, that we laud him, that we bow down before him. Have I got a witness somebody in here? Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together that's why i can't stand it when people some uh people come to church sometime and they don't come to church sometime because because i I understand some of y'all got jobs maybe you need to be bold enough to talk to your boss and say can i get up can i come in after i get off after i get out of church i gotta get my praise on because i'm gonna be a better employee (laughs) (laughs) ain't nothing to it but to do it just try it trust god but I cannot stand those, those of us who can not come every Sunday, don't come every Sunday. Because when you talk about church to church, we come together to corporately worship God together so that now we're not just move, we're not just worshiping just at home but now we're coming together with our brothers and sisters who've been through the same stuff we've been through all month long all week long but we're coming together said but still our God is able he is able to do just what he said that he would do for every mountain for every valley hallelujah for this I give you praise I wish I had a witness. great is thy faithfulness oh Lord my father there is no shadow of turning with thee, thou changest not <laughs> thy compassions come together, and worshiping God together. That's a beautiful thing, and and that's why we come to church. And so we come to church to worship God together. And so our purpose is to worship God. We don't worship out of duty, we worship because we want to. We exalt Him. Not, not that I tell people there's only two times that I worship God when I feel like it and when I don't feel like it. (laughs) Amen, somebody. He didn't feel like going to Calvary, but he did. He didn't have to wake you up, but he did. He didn't have to put bread on your table, but he did. He didn't have to keep you in your right mind with your crazy self, but he did. Amen, somebody. I don't worship him out of duty. I worship him because I want to. I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. My soul can't help but cry out. Oh God, I wish I had a witness. You know, I just lost my mom just back. I just buried my mom October 1st of this year and that was a tough thing, y'all. That was my best friend. That was my first best friend. I love my mama. I wouldn't know Jesus if it wasn't for my mama. I wish I had a witness in here but I ain't crazy. I ain't lost my mind. I'm still cool. I'm still worship. I ain't I want to talk to about ten folk who had lost some people, and the devil wanted you to walk away from God. He wants you to lose your mind, but you thought about it, as good as God has been to me. I can't afford not to praise His name. Is there anybody here that said I'm gonna still praise Him? Come hell or high water, I know you've been in the valley. I know it's low, but the Bible says every valley shall be exalted. I wish I had a witness. I wish I had a witness in here to text. Then he goes on in this in this conversation. Jesus goes on in this conversation and says, "The second, the first that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength." He said, but then there's one that's right in that same vein. He says, "Love your neighbor." as thyself." In other words, this is how he messed them up. He said, on these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. In other words, that's the Bible that they had. Can I teach for two seconds? Because when you're reading Gospel of Matthew, that Gospel of Matthew was not written when those things were happening in the Gospel of Matthew. Right? Gospel of Matthew is written after these things happen, so they can share what has happened in the Gospel of Matthew so we can learn, right? You know how I live my life? I live my life as if one day there's going to be another book written. All right. All right. What would your story say if the... Right. What will the people learn from you? Would they learn your worship side or what not to do side? You you know, what if there's another Bible if, if down the road? What if, what if there was another story? Some things were written after we all gone and some others. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, that's how I try to live my life. I want to make sure that my life is right. Amen. And I ain't perfect at all. I got some issues. Amen, somebody. Amen. But he tells them, he says, listen, he said, love, he, he, what he does is he quotes them with word again. Yeah, yeah. He, he quotes them, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, where it says, you should not take vengeance and, and not bear any grudge against the sons of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. What does that mean? The second purpose of the church is to extend ourselves into society. Does that make sense? Amen, that we are called to get out there and minister to people. Who is my neighbor? It ain't them just next door. I hope you do not limit the ministry just to people next door. Your neighbor is every person that you come in contact with. And that ought to change us when we go to uh, McDonald's and we meet that old nasty, heifer her at the front, and she as mean, as nasty as she can be, acting like you're doing her a favor acting like she's trying to help you. you, know, you know, y'all have been in the store with people that are nasty and mean? You got, you, got, you got a boss? Anybody got a boss that can't stand you? Anybody got people in your family that don't like you? Well, everything that people do should not be indicative of what you do. Because when you are a consistent believer, when you are a converted believer, you look beyond their thoughts and see their need. And seeing their need ain't always getting food or buying them a turkey. Seeing their need may be finding out what's hurting them so bad that's got them so bitter. What if what what what, what would the church, what would society, what would the world look like if the church got on and started doing what they're supposed to be doing and going out to minister to society? Because that's not called just for a few folk. That's called for the whole house. Every child of God, if you have Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, your job is to minister to those outside of the body of Christ. Amen. 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 They know that we're Christians by our love, right? The Bible says, said, said, love, love everybody, right? Love, we love one another, right? Yeah. By this people would know uh, that your mind, that you are connected. Very little people actually uh, uh, get involved in ministry, uh, but they'll get involved uh, in meetings and they'll get involved with, with committee this and, and committee dues and, and everything. And you think your ministry is wrapped up and tied up in the fact that you made your dues for the year. Or that you met, you tithe, or did you tithe every year. You only miss one Sunday and you tithe. That's it. What do you want, a biscuit? That's what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> the, the reality is we ought to be ministering to people not just because we got a title, but I want to talk to some people who ain't got no title, but you got Jesus. And because you got Jesus, you got everything. You may not know what words to say, but the Lord will give you that too. Amen, somebody. All of us got different gifts in this room. Everybody, 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 E-R-R-R, everybody got some gifts in this room and God can use every last one of you for the work of the ministry. I wish I had a witness in here. And God said, listen, I've been gracing you. I've been letting you still walk even though you've been sitting on your gift. And I've been still trying to bless you and wake you up this morning. You're more concerned with why your bills ain't getting paid rather than worrying about how you can help somebody else. Do you know I think that we would be better economically, better mentally, um, better with our home, because some of y'all, like, sitting here right now, and your, your house note is, like, you know, 17 months behind. You just, you just sitting there, like, just, just waiting for somebody to knock on your door one day. Some of, y- some of y'all got some cars right now. You ain't got nothing in your trunk. You ain't got nothing in your trunk, because you know one day somebody going to come, the repo man going to... You be walking... In- you be walking around in your house paranoid. Did I hear something knock? It's one o'clock in the morning. Did I hear something? I thought I heard something knock. You, you, you hear a truck going down the street. Oh God, that's it. That's it. Am I real? And our focus, get this, our focus is on our trouble. And maybe if we focus on the ministry of people and doing our job now then then we watch God give us some grace and work some things out for us I stopped looking at my trouble and I start looking at the trouble solver because when I look at the trouble solver now I'm being more obedient now my concern is me being obedient with God I believe that when you're obedient with God doors begin to open and miracles begin to happen and things get better and I may even have a little money in the bank. I wish I had the winners in here. Start focusing on what God has called you. You don't need to buy no Rick Warren, the purpose-driven life to realize that you have purpose. You all have purpose. All of us got purpose in one spirit, in one Lord, in one faith, in one baptism. Just because that flowed, I had to put it all together. But the reality is we all have gifts and we got to be able to change society if everybody starts working out their gifts. I wish I had somebody in here that could testify with me. I got something. I know there's about 20 of y'all who can sing, but you've been sitting down. You better be glad God ain't made your lyrics fall out. You you better be glad some of y'all been called to preach, but your life is so raggedy. you, You can't say yes. And so... You gotta start focusing back on. Okay. Because the text says that we are called to extend ourselves, because we're the body of Christ. I'm not trying to be like nobody else. I cannot be like nobody else. I can't preach I used to try. Yeah, listen. I used to try to get up. And God said. <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> listen I can't try to be like nobody but me I, I heard this brother trying to he was on, online and I talked to him every time what's up man how you doing man you doing good yeah man man. Hey, I love God too man God gonna be good I see him online he was like and God said uh, the man uh, well, he was trying to sound like Jamal and the man said that God well you don't talk like that And and, and so so if you're going to do ministry effectively, stop trying to be like everybody else. (laughs) Stop not only trying to be like everybody else, but stop trying to please everybody else. (laughs) Truth anyhow, Hebrews 13, 16 says this. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Let me say it again because that messed somebody up. Yeah, that was stuck right here. Yeah, do, let me tell you where stop there. Do not neglect to do good and to share. Yeah, yeah. And I get it. No, I get it. Because, because you know what it's like not to have nothing. Yeah. So that ought to be your propeller to help other people. That should not be your propeller to not help other people because you know what it's like not to have nothing. And when you know not to have nothing, when it's like not to have nothing, you wanna make sure you do your best to make sure other people don't have to go through what you went through. And listen, it's easy when it's just family members that we're giving to, but what about people that don't even know you? What about people that don't look like you? What about white people? Latino people? What are people that don't look like us or smell like us? When was the last time we shared our gift with them? When was the last time that we have we're called to do ministry? You're not called, listen, if you if your name is not ministered, does not mean you're not supposed to do ministry. But if you're part of the new mission, missionary Baptist Church, and you're part of the body of Christ, then you should be ministering to people all the time. That's What we do, William Temple said it this way. William Temple said, the church is the only society that exists for the benefit of those who are not its members. Ain't that deep? That you ain't got to be a member, I'm going to still love you. You ain't got to ever step foot in this church, but I'm going to still love you. I don't care what you look like, but I'm going to still give you what you need. Because that's just what we do. Because the reality is, many of us in this room are here today because somebody blessed you some years ago. Amen. Amen, somebody. I wish I had a witness in here. Oh yeah! Look at this church. This church is packed. It's time to go further. This church is getting ready to go to another level. Is there anybody here who could testify that this is about to go to the next level? I wish I knew somebody that can say we getting ready to turn this city upside down. A new mission. Tap somebody. And say new mission. Mother Teresa said. Mother Teresa said, "I have found that." The paradox that if I love until it hurts, then there is no hurt, but only more love. Oh love until it, it hurts. Some of you have a hard time, but do it anyway. You, because the only way you'll do it is if you exercise it. And you'll get better at it and you'll get stronger at it. Have I got a witness in here? I know some of you are weak right now. Some of you feel like I just stepped all on your toes. I only stepped on them so you can get on up and do your thing. That's all I'm doing. And when you do it, do it like nobody's watching. Do it like only Jesus is watching. Do it like he is your personal cheerleader, letting you know you're going to be all right. Let me tell you something. I am one of the shyest people you will ever meet in your entire life. I'm serious. I am not. Yeah, I know y'all laugh with me. Thank God for the Holy Ghost, right? Every time you see me at church, if you ever come to my, 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 my my church, you know, and, uh, you'll see me, I'm, I'm on the side, and people tend to see me, and I'm, I'm worshiping on the side like this. And I turn back around, I go back around. Uh, they think I'm being deep, I mean. But I'm, I'm, I'm going back and forth because I, I'm nervous. You know, every Sunday morning, I'm nervous. I got to come to a new mission. I get nervous 17 weeks before I got to come to a new mission. <laughs> and I, and, I, really, and I, I go back and forth. Because I'm so shy, so I got to stand up in front of these people. That's not my thing. No, no seriously, I'm, that's, not, that's not my thing at all. But I know when God called me, I had to do it. Amen. I had to say yes. I mean, period, Amen. flaws and all. Amen. I had to do it. And so, and so, and so, when I was going, so, so, so when I'm going back and forth, I'm saying, God, I know you called me. God, I know you're able to do it. God, if you did it last week, you'll do it again this week. God, I, I, I ain't even going to speak nervousness. I'm just speaking that you'll speak to the people today. God, I, and that's what you got to do. You got to do what it takes to get beyond your scared zone to do what God has called you to do. And I have a living witness. People have been saved in this ministry, but if I had stayed in the corner, if I had stayed quiet, if I had st- stayed disobedient to God, I would have never been able to change people's lives like I do and let me tell you something you've got the same Holy Ghost in you and because of that you can change people's lives just the same way if not better I wish I had a witness in here text says text says we're called called, uh, to extend our hands but we're also called to evangelize text says in Matthew 20 it says because now, Jesus has already now, he's resurrected, right? He's gotten up from the dead. He's walking with his disciples. He tells them, all authority is given to me. That settles it right there. Now, all authority, you don't even have to have it. He just got to be in you. You ain't even got to have, a, you know, you ain't, you know, God uses the most, uh, uh uh, rusty tool, (laughs) amen. That's all us. If you think that you um, that you have no rust on you, that's your rust. (laughs) So, so the the reality you'll catch me But the reality is, he uses all of us, right? And so, and so the text said. So, so, so the church exists. Get this to not only exalt to not only extend but also while you're out there extending evangelize so in other words not just giving them some turkey sandwiches or a free bottle of water but also telling them about the bread of life also telling them about the living water right have i got a witness in here the church exists to communicate God's word. We are what you call ambassadors of Christ, which that means is that we represent Christ. Amen, somebody. Amen. I'll never forget this one preacher was talking to me one time, and he was telling me, he said, man, I feel so bad. And I said, well, what's going on, man? What, what happened? He said, man, I preached at this church, and, um, and, and I had just got myself together, you know, about a year or two. Uh, he said, but people came to Christ, and he said five of them I had slept with. No, 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 hear me now, hear me now. No, no, not don't, don't, don't judge, cause you, you. You try to feel better about you, don't have you? Have you looked at you, you know? But the reality is we all have done something stupid. And, and, and so do not allow what you did in the past to stop you. But the fortification behind that is you ought to be saying the same God that saved my wretched tail, it ain't ratchet, it's wretched. The wretched, the same one that that saved my wretched tail can save you too. That's the good news. That's for anybody. That's black, white, old, young, fat, short, tall. Have I got a witness in here? Skinny, anorexic. Too much makeup? The no. <laughs> text says, says we are called to be ambassadors. And one of the problems is we've gotten into this rut. And so because we've gotten into this rut of not being converted, uh, but just saved, but not being converted, uh, we have this idea, this erroneous idea, that this is a come-hither religion. Uh, but but, 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 but we, we, we wait for people to come to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, the Bible says that this is a go-yonder Christianity is a go religion. The text says, go. He gives them their marching orders. He says, I'm on my way to leave here. All authority is given to me. Go. Go, what does the Bible say about go? Go, go to, go preach, go make, go and do, go on, go out, go also, go with, go through, go ahead, go up, go around, go in peace, go and serve, go worship, go tell, go down, go back, arise and go. You don't go just for the sake of going, but you're going with something in your hand, something in your heart, something on your tongue to tell somebody about the goodness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word in the Great Commission, go, is what you call a present participle. In other words, it's not just go, but it it literally means as you are going. Am I in the text? And so it's every Christian's responsibility, every Christian, look at, look at your name. and say, every. every. Yeah. Now look at the other one say, error, error, yeah. error. Yeah. It's every Christian's responsibility to share the good news of Jesus Christ. We, we, we are to tell the whole world of Christ's coming, of Christ, of his death on the cross, of his resurrection, and his promise to return. That's the gospel. Yeah. Amen, somebody. Yeah. We got to tell them. We got to tell them the purpose of the church is to exalt the Savior. To extend to society, to evangelize the sinner, even the roughest, most raggediest sinner. Amen somebody. Amen. A- a- amen, amen. Baptizing them, and I'm baptizing this with membership. Amen amen Be- membership being a part of the body of christ amen part of the recipe even in salvation uh, amen being obedient to the scriptures amen that when i confess now it's time me to go get baptized amen some of y'all been saved but you ain't been baptized amen somebody what are you doing what are you waiting on well you know i can't walk now we can still sprinkle i don't know why you pour some water on them i, I drowned in the pool one time pastor we'll work something out we'll fix we'll work some out we'll find somebody to get easy. there's enough nurses in here They'll give, they'll, give you, they'll give you some Xanax and you'll be all right. But the, uh, the text, some of, y'all need, some of y'all need some Xanax. Some of y'all, your whole family been dealing with you for years all because you won't get your Xanax. Get you some pills. You need something. Ain't you? Amen. Amen. You need something. Amen. They're tired of you. Amen. They are tired. Tired. Amen. They are tired. They are tired of you. Amen. And the reason why, because you won't go to the psychiatrist. Go to, to go to the psychiatrist. They don't even have to know you're going. Go on and get your medication. You're crazy. They don't like it. Yeah, amen. And they're tired of it. They're tired of you. Amen. It's just by the grace of God that they're still with you. Amen. The whole family ready to pack up and leave you. Amen. I just want to help you out with your Bible-toting self. with you coming to church every day self? It's time. I didn't come here to talk about that. I came here to deal. The text says, not only are we to go out there, yeah. extending our hand and, and evangelizing, but we also should be equipping those who are in here. Yeah. Have I got a witness in here? Yeah. So now you got those titles to come into play in uh, Ephesians chapter 4 when he says, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Amen, somebody. And, and, and so when you got all of that, we need more people to step up to the plate. The problem is we're not growing in Christ. I'm not, not enough of us are growing in Christ. And so when the word comes out that we need teachers, we don't have enough teachers. Now, some of you, you've been here for 109 years. <laughs> and you're still saying, well, you know, I ain't, that ain't me. Well, do something. And if you're on the usher board, that's not the... uh, You know, some of y'all think that's the cake job right there. I'm going to get on the usher board. That's the only thing I can do. Not if you mean and got a face looking all frowned up. (laughs) Talking about you mad. I just don't smile. Then get your butt off the door. (laughs) You you know what I'm saying? Is that all right? Is that right to say that? You mad, talking about... unattractive you know you know you know and some of you all that are that are teachers make sure that our preachers make sure you don't get the curvaceous spirit of going to take over and do everything some of y'all all by the pastor but you cut them up behind his back that don't work boo boo and never work. You don't expect God to bless what you're doing. In fact, about it, be be very scared because it's nothing worse than to be in the hands of an angry God. Amen. And so that's why we walk with fear and trembling. Yeah doing what we need to be doing because but, 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 but the text teaches us that we ought to be equipping people and so it's time for you to step out on faith it's time for you to start stepping up in ministry it's time for you to start doing what God has called you to do so that they can be equipped now listen now that's on one end You need, we need helpers so that we can help equip the saints but on the other end uh, you need to want to get some help We have Bible study, and Bible study don't look like this all the time. You have to want to be disciple. Amen, amen somebody? Amen. amen. And And so it's time to be equipped. Listen, we can't go out there if we don't know what to go out there with. And so, church is a training ground. And so, and so it's, a, it's a nice cycle, right? Amen. We're worshipers, amen. People come to Christ, amen. We go out there and extend our hands, showing our love all throughout society, right? But then, not only that, but then we give them some word, bring people to Christ, amen, getting them saved, sanctified, getting them baptized, amen. Now, equipping them and giving them what they need to be more empowered, empowered churches so we ain't always telling them every week that Jesus saved, because that's baby milk you should already know that Jesus said that he died on the cross but now it's time for you to take it to the next level and learn how to live sanctified and so and so, so discipleship then is the process of helping people to become more like Christ in their thoughts and in their feelings and in their 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 actions and so the, the process begins When people begin to say yes to his will and to his way. Amen, Amen, somebody? Can I go on? Amen. Amen. The Bible also tells us, he says, he goes on to that last verse, he says, teaching them. I like that part, and I'm through. Y'all got my plate ready? And you know, I think that that crack age should be up in the pulpit. I think it should... I think it' a crack tea. Thank you so much. And I'm real mad that y'all really have that down to a name. That's like, like y'all really, like y'all correct me every time. Like this is serious. <laughs> I am praying for the deliverance in this area right here <laughs> of crack tea. There is some. There's a, there's a crack tea spirit over here. Amen. Oh, uh, oh, did you feel it? it? It was. Did you feel that? Amen. Amen. The text teaches us that we ought to educate. Educate. For sanctification, see when you were justified—that was a—that is a uh, courtroom term. It is a declaration over your life uh, that you are uh, have been have, uh, declared not guilty. Boom, boom, boom. Satan is pulling out all your past, doing all your stuff, and God, the judge, said, not guilty. That was a one-time thing. Now, your walkout, the way you live, is now sanctification. God now constantly send you aside and working on you, but you have to allow him to work on you. That's how we get converted, is to let God work on us all the time. Not just saying it with lip service, but doing it with feet service. I wish I to have a witness in here. We got to teach them, the text says, teach them all that I have commanded you, and Lord, I am with you. Always, have I got a witness in here? As the church, we are called not only to reach people, but to teach people. And after someone has made that declaration, which it should be some of y'all here today, need to give your life to Jesus Christ. You've been waiting long enough. You've been prostituting the church long enough. Talking about I'm waiting on trying to find the right church. Church got to feel me like you're close. Is there word here? That's all you need, baby. Everything else going to fall right in in the place it is the church's responsibility to develop Spiritual maturity, amen. Paul writes, so the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith. What I'm trying to tell you, church, is continue back in your pastor. Don't just wait on your pastor. Be helping and helping people grow. Be helping people maturely grow from the inside out. Not just don't just wait on the leadership. You stand up and start being a leader yourself. Amen. Somebody you start doing what God has called you to do. Preachers, you gotta teach them that Isaiah 9 and 6 for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government that's why I don't get mad about Trump we didn't went from a black president to an orange president but that's why I don't get mad about Trump because the reality is the government shall be upon his shoulders we gotta teach our congregation Isaiah 40 and 28 has thou not known, has thou not heard the Lord, the everlasting God the creator of the ends of the earth he will not grow tired nor weary in his understanding no one can fathom. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. that shall run and not be weary. that shall walk and not faint. We got to tell them Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. We got to tell them John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We got to tell them Romans 3:23. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, we gotta teach them Revelation three and twenty. Here I am, I stand at the door, and knock. if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. We gotta tell them John fourteen and six. Jesus answered, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. We gotta tell them Ephesians two that we said, for it is by grace you have been saved through. faith. Faith and this not from yourselves, but it is a gift from God. We got to tell them 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old is passed away, and behold, everything becomes new. We got to tell them Isaiah 40 and 30, where he says, Even youth will go tired and weary, and the young men will stumble, but those who wait. Have I got a witness? We gotta tell them Romans 8:28, and we know all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to His purpose. Have I got a witness here? The Bible says we gotta tell them Matthew 11, where He says, "Come unto Me, all that labor, all that are weary, and I will give you rest." Have I got a witness? We gotta tell them Psalm 27. We gotta teach them that, that we gotta teach them that the Lord is my life and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We got to tell them about Isaiah 50. Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrows. And yet we esteem him not, smitten of God and afflicted. But the he was wounded for my transgression, he was bruised. For my iniquities have I got a witness in here the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed have I got a witness new mission it's a new mission it's a new season it's a new beginning it's a new day it's a new year have I got a witness we exist to exalt the Savior we exist to give him praise. We exist to extend to society. We exist to evangelize the sinner. We exist to equip the saints. We exist to educate everybody. How I got a witness. We gotta tell them, living he loved me. Dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins. Far away. But right now, right now, he's justified me, freed me forever. <laughs> Have I got a witness? Have you been saved? Will he still deliver? Will he still set free? If he didn't say yes, say yes, say yes, yes. say yes. yes. Say yes. yes. <laughs> 是 <laughs>